Hello there and welcome to ADHD Fest, the podcast all about adult ADHD with some self-development and law of attraction thrown in there too. We're going to find our fire and find our flow together. How are we all? I am so excited for this week's episode. It's going to be a little bit different. We're starting a brand new series called Things I Have Manifested, where I'm going to tell you a story of something that I have managed to manifest whilst being a person with ADHD and how I did that. It's not as ADHD focused, guys. It's basically just an ADHD person telling their story of manifestation because I'm so heavily into this stuff. I would love to hear the stories from other people that are not neurotypical because I know a lot of the rules for the neurotypicals just don't work for us. So this is what has definitely worked for me, things that I have absolutely manifested and exactly what I did step by step. I was only diagnosed in um, August 2021. So obviously a lot of the time I did not know that I had ADHD when I did this, but I kind of fudged together my own manifestation process. Today's subject, I'm really excited. Obviously, this is my number one manifestation to date, and that is my lovely husband, Peter Pratt. He hasn't been forewarned that he's the subject of this podcast, but I'm sure he'll love the attention. He's just that kind of guy. And considering he is the main source of content for my podcast today, I should mention that he does have his own podcast, a very successful one called Locked On Marlins, where he he is the UK presenter for an American network about American baseball. So if you have a partner who is into that or you're into that, go and check him out. That's Locked On Marlins. I really am excited to share this story with you today because it's such a great story. It never fails to go down really well with people. They just love it and I love it, obviously. I love telling our love story. So we're going to travel back in time together, way back to 2014. I was 26 years old and I was in a long-term relationship. Five years we'd been together. Uh, We were very in love. We were living together. Um, still a bit young. A few of our friends had gotten engaged and stuff and ready to get married. My partner at the time and I were getting along absolutely great. And just in passing one night when we were out um, having dinner together, he mentioned that he wasn't 100% sure that he wanted children, which came as a massive shock to me because we'd always spoken about children from day one. I was that type of person. I really had it on my goal list that I wanted kids by the time I was 30. So I had a timeline in my mind and maybe I don't know what it was in his mind. There's nothing against him whatsoever, but maybe that pressure from me, maybe he was feeling it at the time. A few of his friends had had children and he just mentioned to me in passing, but I think probably it was the truth coming out of his mouth at the time. I'm not sure whether it's still the truth for him but he just wasn't 100% sure that he wanted kids. And it came as a massive blow to me because we'd always talked about them, as I say. We got further into the discussion because obviously I wasn't going to drop it after a comment like that. And he had said that he actually wasn't sure he wanted to get married either. He was really close to his family. He was a very family-oriented guy. So... It really was a shock to me at the time and I think probably it was just jitters and nerves because he knew he was coming up to the age. He was a little bit older than me so he was coming up to 30 and I think he knew that was the expectation because a lot of our friends were getting married. 
But as soon as he had sowed that seed of doubt in my mind, I kind of just switched off to the relationship as soon as I knew that that's not what he wanted and what we wanted didn't align. A switch went off in my brain and I very slowly but surely fell out of love with him. Still love him as a person, he was a great guy, we were best friends, but I just didn't feel that spark anymore. And I won't go into it all, he did backtrack a little bit later on saying, oh, I think I'm just not ready for it now, I think I'm still a few years off. But by that time, it was too late, I'd already, you know, I'd been in this relationship for five years and to hear that just really knocked my confidence in it. So I obviously had to move out of our home, I moved back home with my parents at the age of 26, it all felt quite deflating but I actually wasn't that sad it felt freeing I think the fact that it had been a slow burn and come to an end naturally and we were still friends I wasn't devastated and I don't think he was devastated either it came to an end naturally but what it did do is make me panic a little bit because I had my timeline I was now 26 I was turning 27 in the October and I knew that I wanted kids by the time I was 30 and I wanted to be married before I had kids. So that left me a three-year window. And to be honest, I decided then it probably wasn't going to happen. But that wouldn't stop me from looking for my husband, my soulmate, that person that I wanted to settle down and have my family with. And if it was a couple of years late, fine. What that breakup provided me with was clarity. As soon as I'd gotten out of that five-year relationship, and it had had a lot of positives, I knew exactly what I wanted. I was going to take all the positives out of that relationship and delete the negatives. I decided to get really clear on what my goal was. Now, I wasn't originally doing this in a law of attraction way. It was just my instinct. I just knew okay, I've got a job to do, I know what I want and I'm gonna get it. I also am the type of personality that is quite lucky in love. I'm always really optimistic about relationships. I love spending time with people. I love getting to know new people. So I actually took this on as a challenge and it felt like an exciting one. It felt exciting to go out and find my husband. I wish I could translate this skill into career choices, but we move. I started dating pretty much straight away and then having that time for myself, I realized that, yeah, I could try and do this the manifesting way. I could use the law of attraction. I wasn't as heavily into it then as I am now, but I'd read The Secret and um, I think I'd read The Magic by then as well. So I decided to make a list. Someone had gifted me um, this, the Rhonda Byrne Secret Gratitude Journal. So it had blank pages and you could write out um, whatever you wanted in there. And I decided to write my perfect partner list and I'm going to read it to you now. And before I do, I want to say that I remember the feeling at the time. I felt so clear in what I wanted after the experience of the previous relationship. There was absolutely no doubt in my mind what I was looking for. So this is what I wrote and I made sure to be so specific about it. It just flowed onto the page. So the title is what I want in a partner. Number one, security. Safe in the knowledge that they love me no matter what and that I come first. Two, thoughtfulness, spontaneity. Little meaningful surprises and thinking of me in all their decisions. Number three, playfulness and fun. Finding the humour in everyday situations. I remember this was a really important one for me. I wanted someone who just could keep the vibe high and was fun. Number four, passion. Excited to see me. I am excited to see them. 
a good chemistry and spark. I think I chose that one because in my previous relationship, although it started that way, it fizzled really fast and we just became really comfortable with each other. Number five, straightforward and honest. Say what they mean and mean what they say. Six, interesting hobbies that we can share, common goals and personal enjoyment, e.g. holidays. Seven, is it? Strong protector. Eight, very good with money. Nine, good looking to me, unusual and tall. Number, I've lost the numbers now. Next one, generous with time, effort and money. Next one, romantic. Next, intelligent and clever, but treat me equally. Next, respectful at all times. And the last one, proud of me. That was my list. And I read it out every day to myself for about three or four days, probably once in the morning and once at night. And I read it aloud if I could. If not, I just did it in my head. And then I kind of forgot about it, as you do. Definitely the ADHD thing, I find it really hard to keep up with rituals. I'll do it intensely for like a week and then I'll totally forget I was even doing it. And I'll have reminders on my phone and I'll just flick them off automatically. But I just wanted to share with you that I wrote this list. I felt intensely about it at the time. I read it to myself over a couple of days and then I completely forgot about it. And what I did next after that was I just enjoyed dating. My friend told me about this new app called Tinder And honestly, I was hesitant. It wasn't that long after I'd split from my partner. I didn't really, I'd never done online dating before. So I was a little bit hesitant, but I thought, no, let's be open. As long as I do this in a safe way. And I'm really, I am overly cautious with like online safety. So, and what I would do was I'd swipe right on the people I liked. If they liked me, we'd chat for at least a couple of days on the app. And then I'd arrange to meet them for a drink somewhere local. I'd never arrange to meet them for dinner because if you don't like them within the first five minutes, you can't escape if you've agreed to dinner. If you agree to a drink, you can always say, oh, I've only got time for a quick one. And then when you get there, if you like them, you can say, actually, my plans have cancelled. Do you want to go for dinner? (laughs) And I thought that was a really good trick. Um, It worked really well for me. And I dated a lot. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. And I had a few on the go at the same time. I really enjoyed the single life. When I say on the go, I mean like I was texting them, not I was sleeping with loads of men at the same time. But if I wanted to, then I could. And if you want to, then you do you. But I was texting a lot of people at the same time. I was always very open with them. No one thought we had an exclusive relationship. I just was enjoying getting to know these um, people. And also subconsciously measuring them up against my wish list. Do you know what? I had such a good time. I met such lovely guys. Some of them I was excited about, some of them I wasn't, but the ones I was excited about, when it turned out that they clearly weren't the one, I just moved on. I didn't feel sad about it. I still felt really confident and strong in my convictions of what I wanted And I just knew in my heart that I would meet my husband soon. I knew it. I can't explain it to you. I think because I'd gotten so clear on what I wanted and because I was freshly out of a relationship and I knew what I didn't want and what I did want from that, I just, I felt really confident in my soul that I would meet my husband and it didn't matter if this specific guy that I was dating wasn't him. If it's not him, then great, move on. 
let's see the next one. So then obviously after a while, I'd say probably about four months later after I'd written this list, I met Peter on Tinder and we talked non-stop for about three hours on there, like instant connection. I still didn't assume that he was it, if you know what I mean. I still didn't assume that this is my husband. Yes, we had a great connection. Yes, we could chat so easily. We spoke for quite a long time after we first connected because he was actually based in Leeds and I was Liverpool and I'd set my Tinder app to only a 20 mile radius. So this is where the manifestation magic comes in, in my mind. I hadn't put it in my list, but I decided to set my Tinder location to 20 miles because I thought, well, obviously it'd be easier if I could meet someone local. But the guy I was manifesting wasn't local, so the universe had to do something to move him into my orbit. And what they did was they gave him a meeting in Chester, which was actually 20 miles from me. And he was there for one day and it picked him up on the Tinder app. And that is how we swiped right on each other. It would never have happened if he hadn't been in Chester that day. Because he was so far away, because I wasn't, I say so far, it's only an hour and a half, but you know what I mean. Because I was dating a few other guys and I didn't put all my eggs in one basket. It took us a while to meet up. And then he was over in Chester working again um, around my birthday. And at the time I was an actress and I'd been on television in a series. So that jogged his memory on me as well. Um, so he messaged and he was like, can I take you out for dinner? And that was the first time in all of my Tinder dates that the first meeting I actually said yes to a dinner because he was coming all the way from Leeds and I thought I can't just bin him off after one drink. We met up in San Carlo in Liverpool. He was half an hour early and I was half an hour late because my cab didn't arrive. So the poor guy was sat at the bar for an hour and he had to drive back to Leeds that night as well so he couldn't even have a few drinks. And as I walked in, as soon as I saw him, I was like, wow, I'm going to go through the list again and I'm going to tell you how he ticks the boxes. But the one that I said about um, unusual but good looking to me, when I walked in, he was in a double breasted Prince of Wales check suit. He had the skinniest ankles with the loudest socks I've ever seen with monk strap shoes and a, he had a massive quiff in his hair. He looked like Johnny Bravo or something when I walked in. And honestly, that is not what I would usually go for at all. But he had the most sparkly eyes and kind face that straight away, I just thought he was the cutest. And we sat down, he was super nervous. I still wasn't like, yes, this is my guy you know, we had to get to know each other. And I was so confident in my list. I so knew what I wanted that as much as I was like pretty much in love with him straight away, there was no way I was going to compromise on what I wanted just because of feelings. But as soon as we sat down, he said to me immediately, I don't know about you, but I'm all in. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, I'm all in. Like, if you want to be together, then I am 100% in. That's it. I'm cooked. And I was like, I thought it was really forward at the time, but it makes a brilliant story now. Long story short, here we are, nine years later. We've got a beautiful son, Theo, who is six. We are married. 
We've got an amazing house on the edge of Leeds. I've got a beautiful stepdaughter and life is pretty good. So let's go through that list and see what he ticks and what he doesn't tick because he doesn't tick them all. I have to say there's one of those notes that he doesn't tick. I'm gonna, am I gonna let you guess or shall I tell you? I'll probably tell you as we go. So we did the first, we did security, safe in the knowledge that they love me no matter what and that I come first. 100% he ticks that box. Obviously I don't come first before the kids, but he doesn't come first to me before the kids either. Like we come first as the first adults in each other's lives. Thoughtfulness and spontaneity, little meaningful surprises and thinking of me in all their decisions. Honestly, he surprised me so many times, not with just little meaningful things, but with pretty big things. <laughs> um, he loves to surprise me. Playfulness and fun. Now, if you have met Peter Pratt, the name just tells you everything you need to know about him. It's, uh, it's one of the things that I thought was so funny when I met him. It matches his personality. He is a big character. There's not many people that don't know him that I don't know anyone that doesn't like him. No, everyone loves him. And he is so playful and fun. He finds the humour in everything. So many times we've had a random delivery guy at the front door and I can't find Pete. And he's he's laughing his head off with the delivery guy. They're having a full-blown conversation. You can't go anywhere quickly because he will start a chat with absolutely anyone and they'll be laughing and joking like they've been old friends for 25 years. He is the most playful, fun person I've ever known. Passion, excited to see me and I am excited to see them. A good chemistry and spark. Well, yeah, we're nine years together now and he's away today and I am missing him so much and I'm so excited for him to get home. And whenever I walk in the door, he's like, hi, gorgeous, you okay? He's always such a big reaction to when I walk in. Sometimes it's a big reaction to just... When I wake up in the morning, he's like, hi, gorgeous, love you so much. So yeah, definitely the spark is still going. Straightforward and honest, say what they mean and mean what they say. Now, this is the point that he does not tick off. Peter is so compassionate, he's so laid back and he really cares about people's feelings. So he is not that straightforward. Although he can be straightforward when you need him to be. How can I describe it? He would just never want to insult someone. So he's not blunt. He 100% has a filter. And he also finds it quite hard to communicate what he means or what he says. He likes to just go with the flow. He likes to be helpful, which is not a bad thing by any stretch. So if he doesn't tick that point, I'm not devastated. But I did want someone who was direct with their feelings and told me the truth. So that's something that we've worked on throughout our relationship. He's much, much better with it now with me. Um, with other people, I'm not so sure, but that doesn't matter to me. I just like to know that as husband and wife, we can be really honest with each other. And I like to know his true feelings, if even if it's a negative one. The next one was interesting hobbies that we can share, common goals and personal enjoyment. So we, I have got so many new hobbies since I met Pete. And to be honest, they're new hobbies for him as well. When we first started dating, we used to go to bingo together, which is the most random thing ever, but we just had an absolute ball. We don't go anymore. Um, our hobby together now is the gym. We also, a few years ago, he booked 
or did I book it for him? I think I booked it for him, clay pigeon shooting um, for a Christmas present. And we went together and I was surprisingly good. Now, I am not an athlete. I am not. I just never, ever thought I could pick up a gun and shoot it and be good. But apparently I'm excellent. So um, you better not ever cross me. But yeah, we did that together and we just really enjoyed it. And we've done it several times since where he's bought it for me and vice versa for like occasions and stuff. So clay pigeon shooting, which I would class as an interesting hobby um, and personal enjoyment. So both of us are massive foodies. We've got a lot of interests that are polar opposites. Like we're quite independent in that way. But the one thing that absolutely brings us together is food. And when I met Pete, I was a food lover, but I was, I'm talking more like fast food. Like I would eat anything in sight, loved it all. I didn't eat many fancy things. Now, after meeting Pete Pratt, he was into mega fancy. He got me into tasting menus. So we go to like the Michelin star restaurants and have the tasting menus and that's exactly what we love to do especially post lockdown we just have the best time ever so i would say that's definitely ticked off a strong protector he is 100 percent such a strong protector and i'm not talking about um in a macho way he's really not a macho chauvinist guy in any way but he really just lets me be me. And I've been through a lot in the last few years. Obviously, I had my ADHD diagnosis and he has been so protective of me. He's really looked after me and really looked after my emotions a lot as well. Next one is very good with money. He really is. It's um, it's funny because when we first met, he was living on his own in like a one bedroom flat and his career kind of took off at the same time that we met. It was absolutely nothing to do with me. It's all to do with him. He's such a such a talented guy in what he does but even when we met he was very good with money he had savings and he's never been one to like spend on ridiculous things don't get me wrong we do both spend money but it's on things that mean a lot to us like the um tasting menus we don't spend money on like for example his car he could absolutely afford to buy a new car he's got a really old audi soft top that's absolutely wrecked and my stepdaughter Sophia is embarrassed of it <laughs> but he refuses to get rid of it even though he absolutely could because it's paid off and he's like I'm just gonna run it into the ground until it dies and then I'll get a new one which I think is very sensible. Good looking to me, unusual and tall. Now I'm gonna have to share a photo of him on the podcast Instagram over on ADHD Fest so that you can see but Pete is, especially in real life, he's got a real je ne sais quoi. Is that good French? I don't know. But he's he is really unusual looking, but very attractive, especially to me. I've never been the type of girl that's into like Brad Pitt and Pretty Boys. Pete is just like, he's just got a magnetism about him that I find very attractive. It says he's generous with time, effort and money. Tick, tick, tick. He really is such a generous guy. Romantic, always. Intelligent and clever. He is super intelligent especially good at maths but treats me equally he absolutely does like it, it doesn't matter we we do completely different things I'm such a creative he's a great sales guy he's very intelligent but I never feel a difference between us at all and he's a little bit older than me as well but I just never feel it respectful at all times now that was a bit too specific 
you know, no one is respectful 100% of the time. I'm sure I'm not respectful 100% of the time when you're tired or when you're stressed or whatever. I would say is respectful 99.9% of the time in the last 10 years. Intelligent, wait a minute, I've said that one. Oh, the last one, proud of me. And this is the one that makes me get tingles, really. The fact that I have 100% manifested this guy because one of the things he says all the time is, proud of you. And it's so random when it comes. It's not all the time. Just every now and again, he'll just look at me and smile and go, proud of you. And I've never had a guy that does that. Like, usually you'd find it from like a parent or something. But when he does, it makes me feel proud of myself. I don't know where it comes from, but it's just a light, nice little nudge. So anyway, that is the whole story. That's how he ticks all the boxes. I hope this story has inspired you to manifest something, whether it be a partner or something else. Those are the steps that I took. So in summary, I got clear on what I wanted. I wrote it down. I read it out aloud to myself over a couple of days. And then I went ahead with confidence that it was coming to me. And I did what I knew to do to bring that to me. So I went out and I dated. And I didn't hope that this one guy that was sat in front of me on a date was going to fulfill everything I'd asked for. I just waited. I just kept going. And, you know, I went through a lot of different guys. Went through, I mean, like I was dating them, not the other thing. I went through a lot of guys and I just knew the whole way through that my husband was coming to me, even if he wasn't the first five, the first 10, first 15, I knew he was coming to me. So you can apply that to any manifestation of yours. And when it does arrive, what I did do in this situation was I took it slowly and I recognized it. And then, yeah, got everything I wanted. Oh, and by the way, I, on my 30th birthday, I was four months pregnant with Theo. So what I'd been saying my whole life, I'm going to have kids by the time I'm 30, was absolutely true. And I'll tell you that story another time because we've gone off on long enough, but I'll tell you the story about us getting married and having Theo another time. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. Don't forget, we do have the Burnout Bible available now on ADHDfest.com. It's um, it's listed on there. It's a download and printable or it's just a PDF so you can use it on your iPad or whatever. If you're in burnout now, it can really help you. So head on over there for that. Come and say hello to me over on Instagram, Facebook. I'm now over on TikTok, can you believe? Uh, ADHD Fest everywhere. I'm Tara Pratt. I hope you have a brilliant week and I'll see you all soon. Bye.